Welcome back, friends. James Corbett here, CorbettReport.com, and you're tuned into Solutions Watch, that series where week in and week out, we examine the ways that you can improve your life and change the world for the better. And on that note, you will remember for back, way back in questions for Corbett number 65, where I addressed a question that I receive all the time, which is, James, I know all about this information, but I, how, do I, how do I tell this to my fill-in-the-blank friend, neighbor, spouse, co-worker, complete stranger, etc.? And as you will remember from questions for Corbett number 65, I don't think there is a silver bullet solution to that question. It does depend on who you're talking to. But having said that, you can be more effective or less effective as a communicator of those ideas, depending on your ability to understand your audience and the context, etc. Those are things that are skills that people need to work on in order to improve, like anything else. And on that note, you will remember, for example, that previous edition of Solutions Watch, we talked uh, uh, about how to present info for visual learners talking about how we can put this information in visual form to make it easier to comprehend for people who absorb information that way. Today, we're going to talk about other forms of communication, including, of course, just good old conversation and how that can be done more effectively. And in order to talk about that, we're going to bring on a guest who will be no stranger to regular Corbett Report listeners because he's been on many times before. You will, of course, know him from his work with JoyCamp, but In recent years, you will know him from his own work as a presenter of information in various forms, an MC of many liberty-minded events, and a poet, a conscious poet. We've talked about his poetry before. I will throw the link into all of our previous conversations so you can get caught up if you are unfamiliar with him, but let's hope you're not. Benny Wills, thank you for joining us today from your interestingly decorated room. (laughs) Yes, thank you, James. Pleasure to speak with you again, and uh, yeah, I'm currently... In motion. This is just a pit stop. I actually was just performing at a music festival in Eastern California, Northeastern California, and I'm now actually staying at my friend Tony's house, who you may remember from Joy Camp, and this is his room, and this is what you get. <laughs> All right, so I won't hold the Mona Lisa print behind you uh, against you. Um, <laughs> that's probably the least offensive <laughs> part of the room. Um, so, uh, performing music? Well, no, I perform poetry. Right, they okay. invited me to the event, and I said yes, and it was uh, it was actually really fantastic. It was uh, it w- and in a way, it was kind of therapeutic for me. I surprisingly so. It was it was kind of a Burning Man type event, and I used to go to Burning Man, and I have kind of a bitter taste in my mouth about bitter, about Burning Man. So to experience people of that uh, ilk uh, who are really interested in truth. And freedom was very refreshing. And yeah, it was great to do my thing and have a nice little camp out for a couple days and be around some really great people. People really need to be together right now. Yes, yes. And I think that's part of what we're talking about today, because uh, many people are in this boat that they know uh, the incredibly serious issues that we're facing. And it's hard to articulate that sometimes to your loved one or your friend who doesn't quite see things the way you do. And doesn't take you seriously when you try to communicate it to them. So how can we get better at doing that? That is, as as I've said before, this is one of the most common questions I ever receive at the Corbett Report. How do I wake up my friend? Or something along those lines. And it's a, it's a huge can of worms. It's a big question. So, Benny, I suppose the question is, how do you start approaching 
a problem like that? When somebody comes to you with this question, how do I wake up my, 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 my spouse or something along those lines? What, where do you even begin that conversation? Yeah, well, it's, it is, this is a really important conversation that we're having because it is a very divisive time and opinions can get you absolutely ostracized from friends and family and it's very heartbreaking. So I think the first key is to not set out to wake them up or to change their mind, shift your goal a bit. That I think should be the first place to start from. Instead, get on the same page. Find where, find what you have in common, build a rapport together, show the person that you care about the same things so that they trust you and then proceed to uh, more steps. Uh, a very sage advice and pretty much in line with what I was saying, I think, in questions for Corbett number 65, you have to know the person you're talking to in order to effectively communicate information to them because everyone has the topics that they respond to well and the topics that they don't want to go near and the ways that they like to hear this information presented and the ways that will turn them off. And you are more more likely, if you are close to that person, you are more likely to know that than myself or Benny could possibly ever ever know i mean how do we know but you know that person and you have to find the points of resonance for that person what will they respond to how will they respond once you get to that point of rapport how do you start broaching topics that perhaps you've never broached with that person before along the lines of political sensitive information uh gently carefully i mean we are we are you know it's a very strange time and there's so many landmines set now between you and the person you're trying to reach and any one buzzword might set them off and now you've lost them. So it takes real finesse and nuance. And I think one of my keys and granted, every person is different. And I think it is important to say that there is no magic formula. There is no perfect recipe that you can implement that will guarantee success. Everyone's different, but you can try different tactics that, and some, some tend to work better than others. Um, Find the entry point. You know, if you're building rapport with someone, if you establish trust so they know that you care about the same things, find out what it is that's bothering them. Where, I mean, listen, we live in, you know, a pretty victim-y culture. Where do they feel like a victim? Because everyone, I can safely say, feels like the system is broken in some way. Where do they think it's broken? Where do they? Where are they the most affected? See if there's an entry point there. See if there's a way you can get in to get on the same page and then see where you're at so that they're trusting you. They're you're showing them that you're listening to them and gently ask questions. Get them to talk, Get understand their point of view. Get them to explain where they're coming from and why it's important. You know, play, play the, 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 the role of supporting friend, support them instead of trying to hammer them with details, really get to know where they're coming from first. Again, this might sound like basic common sense, but it is unfortunately something that a lot of people tend to skip over um, when they're when they're rushing headlong into a conversation that, as you say, so many landmines and so many more that have been just planted in the last several years that are new to the conversation that we now have to think about, not only along the traditional divisive topics along the lines of race and sexual orientation and what have you, but now, of course, gender roles and all of these... Uh, uh, critical race theory and all sorts of things that we have to s start to take into account. Uh, where, again, where is your 
where is your conversation partner in this? It's going to be a very different conversation if you're talking to a hippie in California than if you're talking to some conservative in Louisiana or something. I don't know. I mean, just as an example. So there's going to be very different conversations you're going to have to have. And so many landmines that you have to step around or know how to step over or step through. Um, and, or deactivate. Or deactivate. Exactly. And there's a lot of different things. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of different ways we could take that analogy because it seems to me you don't want to just avoid the topic. I mean, at some point, you're going to have to go into spaces that may be uncomfortable if you know that if you think you have the truth about a subject which is another thing that we should probably address if you think you have the truth about a subject and you want to present that truth then i i wouldn't tiptoe around it forever and pussyfoot right. around and never ever broach the subject i mean there's got to be a time and a place in order to actually get to the heart of the issue right yeah be be careful what opinions you you, 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 you get passionate about, you know, cause most, most ideas are ideas. And like you said, I mean, to be it, having the absolute truth, that can be a, a sticky area. So I think one tactic, especially with someone who is not necessarily of the same mindset, um, bring them up as ideas, but not something that you're necessarily committed to. So when you're talking about alternative ideas or, or just more perspective, just, Present it next to it, but not as your own. There is an idea. There's another perspective on that or whatever it is. So that's you're not owning it. So you're not saying this is what I believe. But this, hey, there's this other bit of information that you may not be aware of. And then see how that lands. And depending on how it lands, that's how you have to, you know, ninja your way through the conversation. But don't own it. You know, be careful what which which hills you choose to die on, what opinions you're choosing to really put your reputation on the line for. Yeah. And I think part of that is to actually, I mean, yeah, for the, the, the topics that are core, that you will fight and die for, that are, are the hill you want to die on, you should know your stuff. I mean, be exactly. for, yes. for, uh, for an armed with the knowledge of what you're talking yes. about so you can back it up on the spot. And anything that you can't Absolutely. thoroughly back up, I would say, perhaps is not the, the hill you want to die on in that conversation. Correct. If you really are passionate about an issue, know as much as you can about that issue backwards and forwards really know it so you're not just throwing stuff making stuff up and throwing it out there but you actually show that you care about the subject you have taken an interest in it and you've educated yourself to the point where you have a lot to say about it and do it in a way that's non-threatening you know try not to bludgeon the person that's one of the traps a lot of us fall into on all sides is just fire hosing information trying to make points and how often does that work? Mm, exactly. Never, in my yeah. experience. Yeah. Or, tre yeah, treating it like a contest or, you know, a debate. I'm going to win this debate. Uh, it, I think if you go into it from that mindset, you're clearly not on that person's side. Correct. You're not on that team. You're showing that you're ag aggressive rather than being part of someone who wants to be with that person. I always say offense, not defense. You're on your offense and you're working as a team. You're both on offense. Uh, together. Right. You're both. You're not. On quick, offense. Right. You don't want to get them up against the ropes. Yep. You don't want them to get you up against the ropes. You're actually you are working together to come to a common understanding, an understanding. Yeah. And that's why I think some humility in any conversation is important as well. I do not know everything. I have yes. no doubt that whoever I'm talking to, they can teach me something about something that I didn't know. And if we don't maintain that that space for, okay, teach me something, uh, there mm -hmm. has to be some give and take in any conversation for it to be, I think, truly productive. 
Yes. Listening is honestly the most, I mean, it's so basic to say, but it is the most important part of any conversation. Listen, make sure that the other person feels heard. Even if you feel like they're completely off base and where they're coming from, make sure you're listening to what they're saying. It'll, it, it, they, they will feel it. They will know whether or not you're actually hearing them or not. Sorry, I drifted there for a second. What were you talking about? <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> Aha, that old canard. Okay, so, um, but of course, uh, let's get real with this because of course, when people start to feel you're going into those areas and uh-oh, you know, and they start to get defensive about it, there are certain things that they will pull out of their bag. Here's one of them. Well, who, who are you? Why should I be listening to you? It occurs to me in this conversation, Benny, I've brought you on to Solutions Watch to talk to however many tens of thousands of people about this subject, about how to communicate effectively to others. Why should people be listening to you? What do you know about this? What's your expertise? What degree do you have? I've been harnessing my ability to communicate in all ways since I was a kid. And I've been the conspiracy guy, literally, for a very long time. I mean, that's there's a, anyone who's familiar with me from Joy Camp, that was my primary character, the conspiracy guy. And that was how I used to be. But that was back in like 2004. Now we're 17 years later. I've grown up a bit and I've been able to contain that, uh, that aggression, that passion, that anger, whatever fuels the conspiracy guy, the, 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 the urgency to get a point across. And I've been able to learn how to navigate conversations uh, more effectively. And it really starts, well, I can't, I don't want to say it really starts with, there's so many places to start from, but confidence in oneself is really important. And like you said, humility and trying to be attempting anyway, much as you can to be um, neutral during these topics, these conversations about important topics, because chances are the person you're talking to, they're going to get passionate because they're passionate. So the the more that you can be the calming force to balance it out, the better. So even if you want to just ah, get into it, you can just take a breath and relax a bit. It's going to be ultimately more effective. And then sometimes, you know, sometimes you, you come up against a brick wall in a person and maybe it's better to just table it for now. <laughs> you know, what way, what the, what's at stake? What's the cost? You know, what is at stake if this person ends up thinking you're crazy. Do you, do you want them out of your life completely? Or maybe you still like them and maybe you can come, maybe you can have a, a agree to disagree relationship. That's still possible. We don't have to be divided even though we have differing opinions. You know, I'd be interested to hear in your own experience, because my experience, uh, a lot of my friends will, in real life, my real life friends who don't know me from my website, but know me as a human being, uh, will agree with me on certain things disagree with me on others. Some of them might think I'm the crazy conspiracy guy, but that's okay. We're friends. Uh, I wonder about your own personal relationships in real life. Well, this is why I think I'm well suited for this because I'm still friends with all the people I've always been friends with. And now granted, most people I associate with now are of a similar mindset, but I still have a, a nice relationship with people. Well, dare I say like my sister who is as indoctrinated as they come. I, you know, and I say that with no, uh, very little judgment, <laughs> some judgment, but, um, we've arrived at a place where it's better to just have a kind of superficial relationship and not, I'm not so concerned with changing her mind. And she's in the same, she's the same way with me. 
And I think that's okay. It's a better, we're in a better place now than we used to be because we used to fight and then we wouldn't talk to each other for years. And now we can, cause we have, you know, we have some common we have things in common. We have both have kids and there are certain things that we can talk about that is, uh, that are safe zones. And I've come to a place and this is a tough place to come to and to accept sometimes and people might not even like to hear it, but I'd rather have the peaceful relationship with my sister where we don't fight than to have one where we're constantly butting heads, trying to change each other's mind. Yeah, that, that makes sense because it seems there would be no possibility for any kind of relationship if that's all it was. Just every time you talked, it would just be confrontation. No one wants that relationship. But I will say that the most successful conversation or the most success I've had in changing someone's mind, because it is possible, is to, to uh, how, do I, how do I say this? To not have my ego involved. If they come around, that's, that's what we want. And if they know it was me or not, that's okay. So not taking credit, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Being okay, not getting the credit for a mind that has been opened. Um, so therefore like planting little seeds here and there, just showing someone there's a door they can walk through at some point, but don't push them to the door. Don't even open it for them. Just show them there's a door introduce the door and if they walk through it this is this is what's happened to me more than anything people will come back to me later wanting to talk about a certain subject and they won't have recalled that it was me who helped them get to that topic and i'm like cool success even though i'm getting i'm getting no credit for it yeah no exactly right because I, how many conversations have you seen where someone's at the end of the conversation is like, yeah, I guess you're right. 9-11 was an inside job. Okay. <laughs> you convinced well, me. I mean, it doesn't that, happen like that. How many people do you know who've become experts on topics when they've set out to prove it wrong? Mm, yeah, exactly. This happens over and yeah, over again. And of course, that to some extent was, was my experience getting into this in the first place as well. Not that I was necessarily trying to prove it wrong, but that I just... I, no, that's too much. I can't believe that. Let me search it for myself. And then exactly you, you fall down. The, yeah, absolutely. So exactly right. Leading people to leading the horse to water, but you can't make it drink, as they say. All right. I think it's time to let people know that we're not you're not just spitballing here. This is something that you've thought long and hard about and, in fact, have some experience teaching to others in a course that you've put together called Parhesia. And as far as I know, Parhesia is a Greek cheese or no, maybe it's a communicable disease. <laughs> what, what is parhesia? What? Well, parhesia is a somewhat forgotten word from our lexicon that literally means free speech, which may be why it's been forgotten. It means to speak boldly or freely parhesia. And I call my class parhesia, the art of communication. And it's, um, it's one of the best things that's come out of the, the, the coronavirus pandemic. <laughs> what happened last year inspired me to finally create something that I feel can really help people. You know, I've, I've, I've created a lot of cool stuff over the, over the years, M mainly the joy camp videos and poetry, but this is something that's an actual service to people. And I'm really happy with the way it turned out. And the graduates from my first season, they, they had a really great experience. They had a better experience than I thought they were going to have. So this is actually working out better than I had hoped. But it's uh, it's filling a need. And that need is better communication in all ways, whether it's in front of a crowd, one-on-one -on -one with a stranger or someone you care about, and through your creative output. I help people unlock their creativity. 
You know, I, I really believe that everyone has a masterpiece inside of them, that we're all capable of great greatness in the realm of creativity. And I know for a fact that creative output can also be a great way to reach someone with an idea. I'm living proof. Yeah. I mean, Joy, I, Joy Camp and, and poetry, my poetry have come from that need to communicate ideas. So absolutely. I can help you unlock that if that's a block or just help you get in the, the rhythm of doing it more. Well, you, you definitely don't need to convince me of any of that as someone who communicates for a living and who uh, has a creative side and who in the last few years, I took up the guitar again after 15 years or so of not really playing it. And with uh, the help of my teacher, Vinny Caggiano, have started writing songs. And now I can say without without it being a lie, I am a songwriter as well as everything else. I have written some actual songs. So it is, uh, yeah, it, I, I genuinely believe that and resonate with that idea. And if anybody out there thinks that they may have that masterpiece inside of them, that they want to nurture out of them, I would say go for it. Do not, do not sit and thread about it. Do not wait for it. Go for it. And you will be surprised at what you are capable of if you truly desire something. Of course, not just in the creative realm, also in terms of communication generally. Um, it could even be public speaking or something along those lines that uh, a lot of people have as one of their main fears. Uh, it's, it's a good way to people's number one. Exactly. So um, yeah. not... Not mine, not yours, <laughs> but a lot of people. <laughs> but I used to be intimidated by it, and I still get nervous. And it's, you know, the, the key is to not let the, the fear get in your way from taking action. Yeah. The biggest problem is inaction. But I can help. There's, I have so many, I mean, it's a 10-week course. So I have so many techniques and tips and tricks and ideas and thoughts and things to help you overcome whatever is holding you back in the realm of communication, whether it's public speaking or uh, just being able to stand in truth and have a say something directly to someone. I mean, it's it's all of it. So, all right. So, if somebody signs up for Parisia, what can they expect? What will happen? Sure. Well, there's three tiers. The first tier is really just an observational tier, so you can show up and you can witness the presentations live and participate in the Q and A. The next level up is the real special tier. That's the workshop tier, where you come in and you. Go to the Q&A, you watch the presentation, and you, you come back another day, and we do exercises together in a workshop in a classroom environment. Granted, it's on Zoom, but it's still us all together at one time. And yeah, we go through exercises, and it, and it, and it progresses throughout the 10 weeks. And the third tier is a one-on-one -on -one with me, so that I help you with whatever you need. It really is up to the person. Every person I've had so far at that level has been a different uh, intention, and I think I think uh, I think we've all we're all happy with the results. So as a one on one, that's in addition. So you get the class and you get all the workshops and you get one on one time with me to help you with whatever it is. I mean, I had a guy who was uh, trying to build more interesting webinars and having and being a better on camera presence. I work with a 12 year old girl on her poetry. I helped another guy just basically sort through the ideas in his head to focus on something to and build upon. So it's uh, it really just depends on the person. But anyway, those are the three tiers. Awesome. And, uh, well, I know that you have special surprise guests on from time to time, because I was one of them for last year's course. Uh, yes. Tell people about that. <laughs> yeah. So in addition, there's also, um, I try to have at least two special guests per season. And you were kind enough to jump on board and be uh, my first guest. 
And it was a beautiful experience because, first of all, a lot of there's a lot of people who uh, were very excited to talk to you. And your answers to the questions they had about communication reflected directly what we were already talking about in the course. And it was it was really great for me. It was very uh, <laughs> affirming. I was like, yep, yep, yep. Coming from a very successful. There was no coordination, myself. friends. I didn't know. No, what we didn't talk beforehand. About. And he was just it was like he was it was like we had had a conversation before where he said all the things I'd already said in the class and then was saying it himself. And that just proved like, okay, this is a good formula that works for both of us. And uh, then I had Richard Grove on as my second guest. And I have a list. I mean, that's one of the, I'm very lucky and humbled, in fact, to be associated with so many amazing people. I have the best friends in the world. And so I have a lot of people who I'm sure your audience is aware of that are already lined up to be guests for this coming season and future seasons. And yeah, it's, it's honestly the, it's so exciting. It's, I'm, I'm so, I'm so happy that I've taken the time to create this and that now I'm able to share it with the world. I am very happy that you are doing that. This is an important part of of getting this, uh, as I always say, the solution is not going to come from any one of us. It's going to come from a lot of us acting in our own ways. And how do you get more people involved in this? Right. You have to communicate these ideas and communicate them effectively. So I'm excited for this. And there's one more thing I want to say about it. because This is something I've been thinking about a lot uh, in reflection upon the first season. I think maybe the best thing that comes out of the course is you finding your voice to help find the people that you want to be surrounded by, to use your voice in a way that attracts the right people into your life. So maybe not, an, you know, a major aspect is talking, having the impossible conversations with people. But I think the most important aspect is utilizing your voice in a way that draws the right people to you so you have a stronger community. And uh, that was an unintended result, but I think the best the best part of the class. Absolutely, such an important point. Um, how do people sign up? They can go to bennywills.com. The more efficient way to go right to the Parhesia website is productions.bennywills.com. And if they have any questions, they can email me at benny at bennywills.com. Uh, and if they are on the fence, I do have a free webinar they can watch, which is called How to Stop Being the Conspiracy Guy or Girl in Less Than an Hour. So there's there's plenty to plenty to, 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 to look at. All the information's on the website. And if you're still not sold, watch the webinar and see if that convinces you. Awesome. Well, I'm very much hoping that there will be some people in the audience who uh, this will conversation will have struck a chord with who will be interested in that. And now, I <laughs> I was going to warn you about this beforehand, but I totally forgot. So I'm going to put you completely on the spot uh -oh. yeah. and ask, do you have a poem that you could share with us to end this conversation today? <laughs> Absolutely. I have the perfect piece. This is what I ended with just yesterday at this music festival. Since everything I do now has to do with communication and reaching people and and curing the division, you know, trying to find a remedy for the division. My whole thing now is building bridges. So I encourage people to build bridges, build bridges, break down your walls, build bridges. Life is amazing. 
but it's a maze. Lies divide, build bridges. The fight is hard for everyone. No one's path is smooth. Isolation is universal and desolation can be soothed when you put down your guard and build bridges. Don't be so hard, build bridges. Focus less on differences, be patient with resistances, shorten up the distances with bridges. For me, my bridge is poetry, but sometimes it's a smile. Sometimes my bridge is silence while I listen for a while. Build a bridge to someone, to many or a few. Build bridges for the people and they'll build bridges back to you. Benny Wells, thank you for your time, your voice, and your parhesia. Thank you, James. This has been great. Sign up, email me, whatever. I'm around. <laughs>